Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, bringing help and encouragement to those dealing with real-life issues. To learn more, visit ConqueringSeedsOfDestruction.com. Welcome to Conquering the Seeds of Destruction, and my name is Maureen Y. Smith. Now, yesterday, we actually talked about a new seed that was planted by the enemy, which was the seed of violation. And I know I discussed with you the different types of components that can come out of that, which is one being an attacker and another being a victim. And so I did want to share with you one last point. I know at the time, I think I was running out of time in dealing with the victim. And I had shared with you about um, having hope and not giving up on yourself. And I think I ended with the scripture, which came from Job 11 uh, verses 18 through 20. And just to kind of reiterate it, it said, you will have courage because you will have hope. You will be protected and will rest in safety. You will lie down unafraid and many will look to you for help. But the wicked will lose hope. They have no escape. Their hope becomes despair. So I really just wanted to reiterate those verses again so that you could hold on to them and not lose hope. And don't allow the enemy to keep you in a defeated mentality especially by making you try to replay a situation over and over again in your mind. And I also want to bring up another point. Sometimes an attacker that comes against a person will have some real remorse and conviction as a result from the attack. So if it really is sincere, if it really is something that can be a progressive format to where both people can move forward, try to allow that healing to take place. Because if it really is sincere, the attacker is really trying to gain some healing on one side, while the victim is also trying to get healing on their side. So in order for that to happen, sometimes there is an act of God that comes into that situation. And so that both people can display a sense of healing and not be stuck in a situation. So I did want to reiterate that part of it. Well, now I'm going to move forward into sharing with you a new route that the enemy tries to develop into you. And that new route is called the route of shame. And so shame actually means a painful sense of having done something wrong. It also means improper or immodest. It also means disgrace, dishonor, and something to be regretted. Now Romans chapter 2 verse 23 says, You are so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. And that's the actual scripture reference that I use with that. Now, as you know, people feel shame either when they felt that they've done something wrong or that they may have regret based on the actions in a situation. The shame that they feel causes them to be disappointed with themselves or maybe disappointed or regret with the hurt that they may have caused to someone or even disappointed or regret that they feel in hurting God. Now, this guilt can consume them in their mind, and it can really be hard to let go of. 
Now, the enemy is wanting you to stay in this mindset because it causes you to not to look to others for support and encouragement. He knows that when you are in this type of pit, you may not even look to God for help because of the possible disgust that you feel about yourself. So you turn more inward in your condemnation instead of outward for positive support. Now, I'm going to give you another scripture that I'm sure many of you have heard of, and it's Romans chapter 8, verse 1, which says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, if you are looking inward, look inward to hearing from the Holy Spirit and not inward from your flesh that is causing you to focus on negativity about yourself. When a person is feeling shame about a situation, it becomes necessary to do a self-analysis of what has gotten them to this state of mind. Now, sometimes a person's selfishness has gotten just the best of them. If you make a conscious choice to do what you want to do, even if it would have a negative effect on someone else's life, your decision can cause shame to you once the situation blows up in your face. Now, you may think that people won't find out things, but things definitely have a way of coming to the light, even when you think you are skilled at keeping things a secret. Don't allow the enemy to trick you into doing things that will cause shame to you and even hurt to someone else. The enemy may tempt you into wanting something or desiring something or working towards something that is wrong for you to have. These wants and desires can pertain to a person or maybe even a business or an event that's going to take place. Whatever the enemy does to tempt you into wanting or desiring something that you shouldn't have, you need to turn a deaf ear to him. The enemy will not only show you the way to get it, but also he will build your ego up into thinking that you can have it. If you decide to give into it, it will be you that suffers the most. Now, in the beginning, you're going to enjoy it because you feel that excitement and that fulfillment and even the achievement that it has brought to your life. And the shame of a sin doesn't even exist at that point. Now, some people's hearts are turning harder. So they actually act upon the sin without having any type of guilty conscience or without having the appreciation, care, or concern for another person. Now, however, please understand that it will be short-lived. Anything that is done with deception and in secret will not last and will come to light. Now, Luke chapter 12, verses 2 through 3 says, The time is coming when everything that is covered up will be revealed, and all that is secret will be made known to all. Whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered behind closed doors will be shouted from the housetops for all to hear. Again, that's Luke chapter 12, verses 2 through 3. So always know that what is done in the dark comes to light. Don't ever think that you can hide, especially from God. 
the truth always comes out. It always comes out. And God will deal with you for how you chose to treat someone. Now, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 5 says, A false witness shall not be unpunished, and he who speaks lies shall not escape. So, it's important to understand that there are two types of shame when dealing with sin. So there is a shame that you feel from the enemy, and then there's a shame that you actually feel from the Holy Spirit. So let's go ahead and dig deeper with each of these, and I'm going to actually start with the shameful feeling that you feel from the enemy. So when the enemy is causing you to feel shameful, he hopes that he can deepen your feelings to a point where all that you feel is defeat or hopelessness, or even you just feel helpless. The goal is to get you to feel isolated and disappointed and disgusted with yourself, with his ultimate goal for you to be able to fall into a depression. Now, as you avoid human contact, you can stop doing things that brought maybe interest to you. You will start to develop more insecurities or maybe even weaknesses and fear. People that had associated with you have had a hard time understanding your present day mental state. Now, initially, they converse with you, but as time goes on and they see your distance, they give you your space thinking that is what you need. But in reality, you don't need to be isolated. At some point, you have to have a ray of hope, even if it's a small hope or just a small one, that you will make the conscious choice to not be defeated. Yes, it may be hard to do, but you must convince yourself that you have the power to come out of this. The enemy wants you to stay in it so that he can control you, but you must take your power back in your mind and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. You have to have the power to choose a different path. Now take it one day at a time, but try your hardest to move forward. Now, let's go ahead and deal with the other feeling of shame, which deals with the shameful feelings that you have from the Holy Spirit. Now, when the Holy Spirit convicts you with the sin, the goal is to guide you into the right path to prevent you from sinning again. Now, of course, you have already accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, so your relationship is building with him, and you are making sincere efforts to live for him and doing things to please him. Now, in this situation, you also feel bad about sinning or doing things wrong to God, so you even commit to him and to yourself that you won't keep repeating the same sins again. Now, this breaking of self can sometimes be hard to overcome. It is going to take some patience and trust on your part to help you get through it. Now, there may be times that you may fail miserably, but even in those situations, you have to keep getting back up and trying again, no matter how many times you think that you have failed in it. It is in those times where you have failed, that you feel the conviction and shame from the Holy Spirit. Because your relationship with him has developed, 
you begin to feel guilty for not being obedient. And it's that guilt and shame that you are feeling that will guide you into remaining obedient the next time around. Always know that he is convicting you to prevent you from experiencing hurt and pain down the road, as well as molding you into a righteous child of God. Now, staying on his path of righteousness will lead you to a life of complete joy and peace and comfort with him. Keep in mind also that God will always work things out for your good and his glory. And I know I say that all the time, but I really want you to embrace that. Now, Romans chapter 8 verse 28 says, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And I need you to really understand that. Understand that even though things may be difficult for you or they may be hard for you to handle, with God, things will work out in your favor. But you have to really trust him You have to really keep studying his word and trying to hear his voice and build that relationship with him so that you can be guided by him. But also, even if you try to go into a different direction, or maybe you feel like you're trying to go into a situation on your own, when you do that, you probably will feel that conviction from the Holy Spirit. But it's based on a way for him to challenge you to stop, to stop doing the things that you're doing, to turn around, to turn completely around to where you go in a different path, in a path that's guided by him and not a path that's guided by the things that you want or the things that you really want to do. Now, I see I'm going to have to stop right here again. So I'm going to ask that you come back on Monday and we will pick back up so that we can see how things unfold and what God will do in our lives as we are conquering the seeds of destruction. Take care and stay safe, everyone. Bye-bye. Public author and speaker Maureen Y. Smith brings help and encouragement to deal with real life issues, giving you permission to live the life of abundance that God wants you to live, allowing peace, joy, and freedom to reign in your life. To book Maureen at your next event or small group, email conqueringseedsofdestruction at gmail.com. And to follow Maureen along in this radio journey, purchase your discounted copy of Conquering the Seeds of Destruction book and workbook at conqueringseedsofdestruction.com. That's conqueringseedsofdestruction.com.